0: Welcome to episode 202 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Fam, here's why we're here. We want to entertain you, we want to encourage you, and we want to equip you. Before we go any further, do us a solid, like we ask you a lot, we just need you to do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Remember the office? Five, four, just do it. (laughs) it, Five, four, (laughs) three. Uh, Go to Apple Podcasts, five-star rating on the Worship Leader Probs podcast. And others, if you feel that. But for us, for sure, we need five stars and a really nice review. Just something nice. Just something something fresh. Something that's straight gas.
1: Oh, gosh. I'd really <laughs> hope that would be over by now, but it's just not. It's it's hanging on there. <laughs> Here
0: she is. It's Big Yante.
1: <laughs> Man, I really did think you'd be past straight gas by now. But <laughs> nope, definitely isn't. That's okay. That's okay. What is the
0: other one that Luke wants us to use?
1: Didn't he say something like straight gas, no brakes or something? Straight
0: gas, no brakes. Okay. Yeah. I got to work that in somewhere.
1: No, no, you don't. Luke's the bad influence. I've decided. <laughs> Turn
0: your ears on as my dad <laughs> used to say. Oh, gosh. <laughs> hey, it's, it's 7.56 PM. Yeah.
1: It's primetime, Brian. You know what that means. It is, yes. it is primetime, Brian. Yep. Hang yeah. on. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. I'm going to hydrate while you're doing this. Good,
1: next good call. Good call, man. Okay. Well, we're already having fun. So we're already entertaining. I mean, the both of us think that we're funny and we're laughing so clearly. Right. We're already entertaining. We're going to help equip you guys, share some resources um, that will help you in ministry because that's what we want to do. We are going to share some laughs with rare concerns. Mm. Super excited as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to be sliding to the DMs. We got a DM that came through um, basically about a leader uh, who doesn't really allow others to help. It sounds yeah, like they Lord don't Ranger. They don't delegate much. So um, we're going to... You know, put that one on the chopping block, yeah, yeah. Take, take a stab at it, you know, see what we can make of it. Yeah. Yeah. Then we're going to be sharing uh, and a conversation we got to have back by popular demand with Candace Payne. Oh, Round so two with Candace Payne. I love Candace yeah, Payne, man. Yeah. She's, I she's, love
0: Candace Payne.
1: She's good fun and just, Ooh, yes, like, she is super funny, good fun. And then filled with,
0: and then bam.
1: Yeah. She just, hits you with, yeah.
0: Yeah. Incredible. Happy. Incredible. Yeah.
1: So we got a lot going on.
0: We do, we do. And as they say in the South, we're fixing to tell you about some amazing people, our friends at Planning Center.
1: Okay, fam, it's time to talk about Planning Center. So if you're a worship pastor, maybe you're thinking, I'm already using services. What are we doing talking about Planning Center? Okay, well, did you know that with services, you can also have free access to another incredibly powerful product called People. With People, you can create a volunteer pipeline to get new volunteers through their application process and then assign to a team. In People, you can create an online form to get new volunteers, a workflow to help you walk them step-by-step through the application and training process, and then automatically add them to services so you can get them scheduled. And that's just one way you can use People. So give it a try. Learn more at planningcenter.com pipeline. And remember, if your church is looking for tools to help with things like giving, small group chat, event signups, live streaming, and custom reporting, Planning Center has tools for that too. So let your church administrator know. Check out planningcenter.com.
0: So Jennifer, we we spent some time in the land of 10,000 lakes last week. We did. Live at the Overflow Worship Conference. I had a great time. I
1: did too. I did too. Those
0: are good people, man. They
1: are really sweet people. Beautiful area. We we got made fun of a little bit on social media because we were calling it country, but that's that (laughs) I don't mean country in a derogatory way. I mean, just like this is Wide
0: open spaces. Yeah. Wide open spaces. (laughs) It was (laughs) beautiful (laughs) though. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Those leaves, man.
1: I know. I don't see, I don't get to see stuff like that because. You don't. We don't don't have a change of color in the valley. Everything. Everything kind of green
0: cactus season and brown cactus season.
1: The cactus don't change too much, but any of the trees, everything is already kind of a brownish green, and so it just goes from brownish green to brown dead, fall off the trees. Yeah, Um, that, yeah.
0: So okay, our question this week is uh, something I've done a lot of thinking about. Like, as you've traveled and experienced other seasons in other places, what's the what's your favorite?
1: Oh man. What's hard is my favorite season just in general is winter, but then I've gone to really? places where you actually get real winter, <laughs> and I think I actually <laughs> like the idea of it more than the reality of it, so um yeah, 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 but I definitely don't like when weather is hot. I will say that i we've you know we've done some summer traveling, and my preference is cool weather where mm, I can be a little more yeah. bundled and drink yeah. some hot beverages. That's, that's nice. just still my preference.
0: Yeah. Nice. Nice. I like, I like every season except winter.
1: <laughs> well, it's probably cause you live in the tundra, right? I like <laughs> the other three.
0: I really like the other three, but winter, and there are people who make fun of me because we, our winters are not horrific in terms of snow. Yeah. Now, it'll get cold here. It'll yeah. get real cold, but, um, I like, I, I like all the others better
1: now uh like
0: fall is beautiful man fall like is, we were looking at those leaves last yeah, week in yeah. minnesota yeah
1: minnesota <laughs> catch
0: myself thinking about it
1: no but i don't think you could really hang with the arizona summer though
0: <laughs> i couldn't i there's no doubt that i couldn't yeah see that's I've what i'm been, saying
1: with the season i have done
0: it, a summer a couple times in arizona yeah i've yeah. done the, like the really hot summer and then i've done the summer where it rains like Four gallons, yeah, on you in ten seconds,
1: right? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It kind of depends on where you're at. Yeah, for for this question, it's a very nuanced mm. question. There's,
0: it it there's is. No I mean, you know, I'm a answer. nuanced guy. You are.
1: You are complex
0: and <laughs> very complex. <laughs> so, okay, we talked about Overflow Worship Conference. We mm-hmm. also need to remind you that coming soon is the overflow worship leaders, startup toolkit. Now this is for people who are newly positioned in leadership. It's a six course at your own pace. It's all video online. Um, we have partnered with overflow worship, you know, our friends that we had us, they had us in Minnesota last week, Mm -hmm. Andrea Olson's been on the podcast and, um, there's a link in our bio. You can, you can click on that Fill out a really short form and it, it's just to save my seat. Like I'm interested, sort of an email. You're not signing a contract or anything like that, but I would encourage you to do that. Um, it's, I'm very excited about that. It's six yeah. modules. It's going to, it's going to help you get started on a great uh, foundation. And then January 20th and 21st. Yeah. Refuel conference. Right. It's at Bethel University in Mishawaka, Indiana. That's a
1: what? That's
0: a fun name. Yeah, that's Mishawaka. The, wow. Yeah, Mishawaka.
1: Wow. That's that's a mouthful right there. Right? Mm-hmm. I guess we'll, so, we'll we're going to get to test the uh, whether or not I like uh winter thing.
0: Yeah, well that'll be the test right there.
1: <laughs> I'm scared.
0: <laughs> that'll be the test right there. So we're going to be there. You got John Egan, Rita Springer, Andy Rozier, as well as others. We're going to wow. uh record a a podcast with the live audience mm-hmm. which is
1: Always quickly becoming yeah. my
0: favorite thing that we do. Always it is so much fun. Uh so man, if you're within uh driving distance or you want to fly in
2: right. to uh join us, maybe
0: the greater Mishawaka International Airport, <laughs> join us. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a blast. We're doing right? a
1: workshop too, aren't we?
0: Uh, we are doing yeah. a workshop. Yeah. I think we that is subject is undeter- undetermined, but um,
1: <laughs> get to double dip.
0: <laughs> we got to come up with a with a name like being bold out in the cold, oh, or man. um, Jenny's wheezing because it's freezing.
1: Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> no. no no no! <laughs> okay, we got to stop this, and you know how I'm gonna stop it. <laughs> I think it's time for prayer concerns.
0: Guys, you know this is our favorite thing—prayer concerns. So last week, um, we were, we did live at, at Overflow, right? Mm, yeah. The week before that, we hit you with the special re- edition of prayer concerns, unusual song requests. So basically, there are three. I want you to think about three cups. In one cup is the OG, regular old prayer concerns. My people don't like the job I'm doing, or the songs I pick, or the volume we play it at. Or the haze in the room or the rips in my jeans. Okay, that's the cup one. Cup two, ridiculous declines. Your people decline for really silly reasons like yeah. pool party or something. <laughs> I, I'm going to the, I don't know, what what is anything. some sil- silly yes. reason? Yeah.
1: Ridiculous. yeah, that's
0: cup number two. Cup number three, unusual song requests. Mm-hmm. So that's what we hit you with two weeks ago. Today, we're stepping back into the OG. Nice. Um, and if you don't know what these are, like just... Think of the, the, the way your congregation sometimes maybe give you negative feedback sometime. And you can submit yours anonymously. Just go to our website, worshipleaderprobs.com. Click on the prayer concerns tab. We'll never share your name or your church's name, but we share these each week on the podcast and it's a lot of fun, I think. I, I, I think I
1: so. It. I think so.
0: Okay, good, good. Okay, so let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one. I lead worship and I work in kids' church. It just depends on the Sunday. I love both ministries, so it's fun that I get to do both. A lady came up to me and said, it's good to know you're trying to be better about keeping yourself humble. I saw you working with the kids. (laughs) Well, thanks for noticing. Jumps to the
1: humility. not Where are you serving? That's what I would like to know. Where are you surfing at?
0: Right? Like, what
1: what is your,
0: what are you spending your time on? Oh, my gosh. Elsie? Okay, number two, prayer concern number two. A gentleman came up to me after church and said, I wish you would make it more clear to your band when the song starts. That drummer starts several beats before the rest of you do on almost every song. I tried to explain that he was kicking off the song by setting the (laughs) tempo for us, but... (laughs) Never mind.
1: <laughs> he's counting in and
0: he's, <laughs> he's, he's counting in, but he's, he's starting is he, before everybody. He's starting man.
1: exactly four beats before everyone. <laughs> is that, <laughs> you're not seeing a pattern here, bud? Oh my gosh. Nope, not at all. He's,
0: oh, this, that one made me
1: really <laughs> laugh. That one made me laugh.
0: Okay. Number three uh, prayer concern number three. I attend a small church where the congregation is mostly above 60 years old. I was in my 20s at the time of this event happening. I saw a need for us to start playing music that was a little more relatable with some of our younger congregants like myself. I played drums at the time and a little bit of keys. I demonstrated the song, Break Every Chain on the keys as an example. One of the elderly saints on our worship team stormed out because he, quote, only wants to sing songs they sang back in Jesus' day. He was referring to the old rugged cross.
1: Yes, yeah. I <laughs> You know I remember uh when they <laughs> they introduced that song of the new Testament.
0: Breaking. That song was not around in oh. Jesus
1: Day. Uh I'm going to say though to uh introduce more modern music with Break Every Chain that's that, kind of jumping into the deep end. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you, you might want to It's
0: a bold little,
1: move. T- dip the toe in the pool, don't just uh, <laughs> That, that, that one is was a bold move, my brother. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, number four prayer concern number four. An elderly saint once approached my wife as my wife was setting up for her monthly women's ministry event. This saint, who took issue with my wife being young and leading the ministry, said, God told me some things about you, but we're not going to talk about it right now.
1: Oh my gosh. I. Just... <laughs> okay. I not uh, only is it kind of weird and creepy, it just
0: yeah. I'm not sure that's
1: newsflash, everyone. God isn't a gossip, okay? Yeah, so right, so right. don't act like you got the you got the juicy details He's on someone there. else.
0: Hey, Elsie, come here for a second. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something about
1: that. Come on now, Gosh,
0: come on, fam. These people. My goodness. My goodness. Okay, here's the last one. The bottom of the pudding cup, prayer concern number five. I got this on a comment card recently and it said, hey man, you were looking good when you lost a bunch of weight. What happened now? You getting lazy at work?
2: No. No.
0: That is not okay.
1: We don't do that. Let's not, let's not make it.
0: Not, not, not okay.
1: No, no.
0: Enough about people's
1: appearance. Yeah, I just, it needs to stop. It needs to stop. Oh, my gosh.
0: Mm, yeah.
2: So, Lord. fam,
0: those are prayer concerns. Please keep yours coming. You can go to worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concerns tab, uh, and submit yours there. You can also DM those to us uh, on uh, any of the socials. So, thank you for sitting, uh, sending those in. Well, the next segment of the podcast is uh, one that we enjoy as well. It's called Sliding into the DMs. Sliding into the DMs is brought to you by Marshall Electronics. For over 40 years, Marshall has been designing high-quality video cameras and equipment for live productions of all sizes. Marshall has been a sponsor of Free Church AV since the very beginning, and they continue to support the mission. Marshall is well-known for its miniature CV500 series cameras that offer excellent video quality in a very small package. Mount them over a drum kit or a keyboard or a mic stand. You can put them almost anywhere you need to add an interesting perspective to your church or live event, all at an extremely affordable price. The new miniature CV5666 camera can be seen on this season's install of Free Church AV featuring the latest in Sony sensor technology with easy setup and operation. Go check out the Marshall family of cameras at the link in our bio. Uh, our DMs are always open. We get lots of questions about how do you do this, how do you handle that, what is your advice for this? Um, this would probably sit in that advice column. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my leader, my leader does everything on their own and uh, won't allow others to help. You know,
2: yeah.
0: How, you know, what what do I do as a team member to you know try to be helpful?
1: Yeah. Um, I think they kind of elaborated a a little. They said that willing uh, leaders that aren't willing to trust other people.
0: Oh, it's a distrust
1: issue. Yeah, which dives even further Mm, into. hmm. Well, I think, though, that like that's the inability to delegate or have other people help probably does stem from trust or control issues.
0: Yeah, man, Um, if you've had a rough experience, that's like touching the hot stove, man. Yeah. You just assume all of them are hot and you don't want to run right back into that, right? right.
1: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's
0: (laughs) right. I mean, I I learned my lesson the first time, right?
1: It's, it's Uh, hard because I can understand on to some level, I can understand as a leader and I'm sure you can relate to this too. It can be tough to trust others and to delegate because, Mm -hmm. you know, when you delegate and you trust others, you're releasing um, how things are going to turn out. Yeah. And while we do need to give people opportunities at the same time, the leader tends to carry the responsibility for how things turn out. And there's usually some sort of a standard and an expectation. And so it can be difficult for leaders to trust and to let go and to delegate. Now that doesn't mean that it's not a right thing to still do just because it's Mm -hmm. difficult. Mm -hmm. Then I go, then you've got to have some training. You've got to walk people through the process. We've talked about this before where it's, you know, you bring them alongside. I'm going to show you how to do it. We're going to do it together. I'm going to watch you do it. Now you go do it. You know, you take proper steps because then the flip side of that is, I call it Della dumping. You're not delegating. You're just Della dump. You're just here. You just dump everything on people. pending. (laughs) I definitely didn't make that up. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you know, I agree. It's
0: totally, yeah. It's like you, you you have worked and prayed and planned and you've done all this work on this thing, right? Mm-hmm, this right. worship set or service flow or whatever it is. And then you hand it off to these people who probably haven't been there with you through all of those steps. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'll be the first to admit that there are times when I had a really specific thing in mind. I hand it off to volunteers and there are, there are times where it was better Yeah. Yeah. Because of their interpretation of Mm -hmm. the plan than what I had put on paper.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, you probably never experienced that. Well, no, for me, that was sort of a regular, it was kind of a regular occurrence.
1: No, no. And I've had to at times, um, because you know, I've worked with a lot of younger leaders Yeah. and I want to give them opportunity. And I've actually even talked to myself through times where they've done, they've done something I've asked. Yeah. I delegated. Wasn't the way I would do it. but that doesn't mean it wasn't a win just because they didn't mm-hmm. do it the mm-hmm. way I thought. And I would even like sometimes say to myself, just because something isn't my preference doesn't mean it's not okay or it wasn't done well, you know. So I've yep. had to learn like check your preference because yeah. was it still a win? My advice to this um, person, if they are if they feel frustrated with this leader, the, my first question would be, well, have you gone to them and offered, hey, c- I would love to help more. I would love to yeah. contribute more. Or is this person just kind of sitting back criticizing their leader saying, well, they yeah. don't trust yeah. other people. Cause if you're sitting in that seat, that's just not a good seat to be in, you know? Well,
0: and it, and it might be the kind of thing where, uh, Hey, can I, I would like to help more.
1: Right.
0: Can, can we do some things together
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, with appropriate boundaries and all of those things? Mm-hmm. Can we do some things together so that you can show me, you know, what your thoughts are behind all the planning and right. all the details, all that show me, show me what you're thinking. And then uh, you know, kind of walk with me. Like it's, so it's not like a, just a, Hey, plan next week's worship set yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, baby steps, yeah. you know, but, you know, proving that you are, uh, trustworthy. Now there, there it's, it's possible there could be, you know, something in this leader's background that, that just makes them naturally right skeptical of that, you know, turning over the reins to somebody. So I would say baby steps would be,
1: yeah, I don't go the for the, the day. like don't go for the big thing even. Yeah. Hey, what's can something I plan Christmas. <laughs> right? Yeah. <As> I was to say <laughs> what's something small. So I remember this gosh this was a I don't know 2, two years ago or so I had one of uh, my team members come forward because I was still doing all the like green room snack prep and stuff. Oh, I man. was doing it myself. And they kept coming to me going, "Well, how can I what can I do?" And they noticed that I was still doing that and they said, "Let me take that off your plate." Were they particularly passionate about green room prep? No. But they wanted it to be a blessing and they wanted it to be helpful. Yeah. And that yeah. was the thing that at that time I could most readily let go of and go, okay, yeah, sure. Go ahead. And so I kind of was like, this is what I've been doing. Here's, you know, whatever. But then I released it and let them take it. So, you know, I, I think a conversation with their leader, be willing to help. And if you're not willing to help, then stop criticizing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, that. if it's the snack thing, a sternly worded email with the parameters, of what those snacks are supposed to be. That is important. What is involved, what is not involved. You really need the
1: clear expectations when it comes to the snacks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, so that's helpful. Uh, I hope it's helpful to you, all the listeners. So um, man, you got other DMs, send them to us. Mm -hmm. You can uh, DM those to us on the socials or you can email them uh, to info at worshipleaderprobs.com. We'd love to hear what you're uh, going through. And if we can be a help, we will definitely try to do that. Well, guys, hang on because we always love talking to this very, very special friend. Here's our interview with Candace Payne. Today's interview is brought to you by Hollyland Technology. Are you still using wired intercom for your team's communication? Or are you hesitant to invest in overpriced wireless intercom systems? If that's the case, check out Hollyland Wireless Intercom. It's reliable, affordable, and super easy to use. And don't miss the chance to save $800 on the Hollyland SolidCom M1. Email sales at fivewordsmedia.com to get started today. Well, the Worship Leader Props podcast is thrilled to have Candace Payne back for a second time. Candace, welcome.
2: Hey, welcome. You're so glad. You know, I didn't even have the three seconds in, and I already feel like I just showed my true self that I cannot follow rules. I am not a rule follower whatsoever. Welcome. No, you welcome. That's what we're doing. You welcome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, my gosh. Should I've been be so gone. looking
1: forward to this. I yeah,
0: <laughs> buckle up, guys. Buckle right. up.
1: I have really been looking forward to this. Candace, seriously, like uh, I was saying before we hit record, your episodes, I was just a listener when you were on the first time and your episodes, those were two that I went back to constantly. So,
2: man, so, so, so excited.
1: Good. So excited to be talking to you today. So how have things been going? It's It's been what? It was 2019 when you were wow. on the first time. The world's yeah. changed a little bit.
2: Okay. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Few things that happened. of the century, right there. Only 22 years in, and we already have it. Well, it's changed a little bit. Kind of different. Kind of different. Didn't know if you feel the political unrest. Maybe some drama. There's a part of our world that's at war that we don't talk about. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's It's a dumpster fire of chaos right now. Of course, the world's changed (laughs) a little bit since 2019. Yes, yes, it has. Now you got everybody writing in some nasty stuff. What does she mean? Ah, (laughs) Keep your opinions to yourself.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. So, how are things been going with you, your family?
2: Wow. Well, my family is really good. My core four is what we call it. I I have two kiddos. I've got a son and a daughter and my husband. We've been married. We just crossed that 20 year threshold in December. And so, man, we've we're we're doing good. We we always say that, you know, all we have is really each other to keep Mm -hmm. each other sane and honest. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I will say it's different because now we have officially this fall going into it two junior high kids in our house. They're only 14 months apart. And there's so many new smells in our house. There's like (laughs) (laughs) eyes that roll around and you're like, really? Y'all are like (laughs) the sweetest people just months ago. Must why are hormones in this place? Like I don't understand. It's I, and now I fully get why moms of like teenagers are not really good friends with moms of toddlers because you are on two different polar planes with your children. Like you don't want to be in the same room with another mom that she's like, "Oh, he's he's so cute. He's just the sweetest." And I'm thinking you have no clue what I'm going through right now. And I, you know, I say that when he sleeps. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. a whole different, isn't he dot, dot, dot conversation right now. I love my kids, but listen, junior Highland is a whole different thing. It's a whole different oh, yeah. grace and mercy you need right there.
1: I feel like with mine, when they're in junior high, you have to like, just constantly apologize to people. You know, they, the kid enters a room and you know, there's just that air about them and you're just mouthing to people. Like, sorry. <laughs> I don't
2: apologize for sorry. anything that isn't so, me, girl. I that, can do do that can... at all. I'm like, look so, at it. Look <laughs> at it. And it's still going, isn't it? Look. <laughs> oh,
1: that's Hat funny. That's where like, we're like, don't look at it. Don't ignore <laughs> it.
2: Just
1: act like it's not there and it'll calm down.
2: Oh. Well, maybe oh, I'm taking the gosh. wrong approach. I might need to try <laughs> that one. Fantastic. Fantastic. No, uh,
0: no. So, guys, you can already tell there's not a better follow on Instagram <laughs> than Candace Payne. I promise you. I promise you. It is the gift that keeps on giving. You need to go follow her right now. Just hit pause, come back,
2: um, <laughs> go follow her right now. So
0: you were with us back in May of 2019. Yeah. I can't believe it's been that long. Episodes 29 and 30. We did a double yeah. dip on Candace Payne. Um, and it. I will say this, it's not an exaggeration to say that is easily the most quoted interview we've ever done. Wow. Uh, your, your answer to the big room question um, is wow. something, you know, we have reposted and uh, just was, unbelievable so guys I would really encourage you to go back and listen to 2930 uh, after you listen uh, to this one but uh, so for those of you for those maybe for the listeners who are new to our podcast can you remind us a little bit about your story I know you've you spent some time uh, doing what all of us do uh, before you put on that Chewbacca mask so oh, yeah. like tell tell us a little bit about your, your journey into ministry
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, as a 12-year-old, actually 30 years ago, June 1st, Mm. no joke, 30 years ago on June 1st that we just passed, um, that was my calling into ministry. I was a 12-year-old kid at camp, and I remember thinking I wanted to do something with full-time ministry. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I thought maybe music because I was semi-talented. At least I was the most talented in the youth group, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you're that kid, you're like, well, maybe this is what I need to do with my life. So I, uh, I got a guitar for a Christmas gift. That's the only thing I asked for. And when I was 14 and I just kept on songwriting and, and being thrown into situations where I could be the worship leader in the room and, um, you know, cause we had a youth group of what, 12 kids. And, and I was struggling to play humble thyself in the Two chords. side of the, oh dang it, Lord. And I was like, everybody, if we get to the round part and y'all got to repeat, you just keep going, you know, fill the spirit in this place. I don't know how to help you with the guitar, but I got um, gumption, you know? And, uh, I remember being entrusted with that as like a 14 year old kid that didn't know nothing. And it just kind of spurred me on to develop some confidence and some security in the fact that maybe God had called me to ministry. Uh, And so for a long time, I really felt like worship leading and songwriting was going to be the whole arc of my life. I'd Mm -hmm. I'd live, I'd have this big climax of, of doing something great in that space and then just you know, dying, and everybody would have my songs and my love for Jesus to live on. <laughs> <laughs> and the reality is, is that the world found me instead by laughing in my car for four minutes with a Chewbacca mask. You know, I mean, they <laughs> they'd hear my voice, but I didn't have a clue it was going to be my laugh. You know, yeah, yeah, you know I mean? right. And so uh, that's just the funny thing about anybody that says they get a prophetic word from the Lord. And uh, well, it's it's great to have prophetic words and promises, but don't you dare think for one second, you know how he's going to do it. Cause right. like, I always had this, this idea. Yeah. The, the world's going to hear my voice. I knew that at a young age mm-hmm. and I had no clue it would be the way that it is now. <laughs> so I, I just, just be encouraged that if you feel like God's promised you something and it's not coming through, you don't have to figure that out. He'll, he'll make it happen his own way. And it'll be 10 times greater than anything that you could have even dreamed up. You know, I didn't even know at 12 years old what the internet was. It wasn't existed like, Hey kids. Hey, Hey, Gen (laughs) Z worship pastors. (laughs) Imagine (laughs) that thought. There's no internet. And yet the Lord (laughs) used that to be something that would actually catapult me into full-time ministry that I'm now finally living starting at age 36, really. And now I'm 43. So, um, Currently, uh, yeah, I've done some worship projects with different things. You know, I was able to be a part of the Worship Initiative Volume Seventeen with Shane and Shane. Uh, they asked me to sing a song on that. I've co-wrote a children's worship song even in the past six years, um, mm-hmm. and it's out there on iTunes. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's super, super fun. Um, obviously, if it's children's worship, it's going to be hey. High energy, you know. Um, I can do vocal high energy all day long. I can't actually run with kids. So, you know, I pick my battles and <laughs> focus on my strengths. And then I also do um uh, more so uh public speaking and writing books. And so I I would say more of my day to day ministry is being an author and a speaker. And to be quite honest, um I grew up in a denomination where I wasn't really given the allowance as a female to even have a voice to speak. It was just a voice to sing. Mm. Um, And so now that I do speak, I really sense that that is the fulfillment of all of that anointing and calling, even from 30 years ago, it's, it's all led to this. So um, believe it or not, I mean, you know, you're like, wow, (laughs) she can talk for days about nothing. And that's, you know, I get paid for it. It's great. It's (laughs) so good. Um, no, but there is some more depth and, uh, I actually, I can't explain it any other way. Maybe worship leaders will understand this. Um, but there's kind of like this anointing that you feel when, when God enters your doing, Mm -hmm. it's like, you're in the middle of doing something and you're like, I've done the practice here. I've done the work and this isn't performance. It's not entertainment, but we're in the middle of it together. And yet somehow it still feels kind of like I'm practicing, (laughs) you know? (laughs) But then there's these moments in the middle of your doing when everything changes in the room and you're yeah. like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The atmosphere is changing. Yeah. The, 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 the responding atmosphere. is is not even visible, but it's almost tangible in the air. Um, mm-hmm. I would even describe when I speak. I'm finally able to have that feeling of a nearness of God so much so that I feel like his hands are on my shoulders leading me as I walk and talk. Mm -hmm. And I know that worship leaders get that because when you sense that he's doing things that you couldn't even do in the fabric of the invisible, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you kind of go, whoa, 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 whoa. This is why I keep on doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what speaking is for me right now, as much as I love singing and playing guitar and leading worship that has become more of a kind of stillness and private worship practice than it is public Mm, now. mm, mm. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. That's awesome. That's That's awesome. 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 So guys, as she referenced the Chewbacca mask. So if you are not aware of (laughs) this, Candace holds, you hold the record for the most viewed Facebook live videos in history, over 176 million views.
2: You know what? It just passed 181. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) People. Uh, uh people are still watching it how long ago was that now it's, it'll be six years uh wow. just a few weeks ago so we wow. i had the uh, chewbacca mom anniversary i celebrate it every year <laughs> um <laughs> and i don't know what i do other than just say yay hey guys we met <laughs> for the first time do people still ask you about that oh yeah yeah. Still all the time, all the time. <laughs> yeah. There's an event that they're, um, oh, I don't know if I can share this. I can share it. They're doing <laughs> something really big with like Ed Sheeran at the Wembley coming up pretty soon. And like a whole bunch of like this, you know, UK kind of artists. And they want me to do something with the Chewbacca mask on a Zoom call with them live <laughs> at the Wembley. Like That's in a couple of awesome. weeks. So it just, it doesn't die. And I'm it like, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm like, y'all, it was... <laughs> First of all, I don't even know why it went viral Like personally. Like my laugh is not funny. My laugh is really just maniacal and scary, you know? (laughs) Um, but the fact that people are like, Oh, it's, great. I just, I'm like all the people that would ever try to be a troll and they'd be like, I don't understand it. I'm like, me too, buddy. Me too. (laughs) Me too. Going strong. Still don't understand it as well. Yeah.
0: That's fantastic. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you've gone on to do so many amazing things, author, speaker, songwriter, podcast host. And by the yeah. way, killer vocalist, if you don't know that about Candace, you need to go look up some of that music killer vocalist. Uh, you've been on all these shows, good morning, America, the late, late show with James Corden, yeah. New York times people, all that stuff. So that's a lot. Yeah, that is, yeah. that is a lot. What, uh, what are you working on? What are you kind of, what's got you so pumped You get out of bed every day? Like what, what's, what's coming up for Candace Payne?
2: Honestly, there's some things that I, um, I've been doing privately that's about to launch publicly. Uh, and so some of those things I'm still kind of holding close to the hip, Mm -hmm. but, um, I've been really taking some time to write, um, in the middle of of getting my next book. Um, I know that people are going to really benefit from it. And listen, every author in the world says that about their book, <laughs> <Just> saying <laughs> phrases that feel, oh, every author's going to say that. But no, I really, I really feel like there's been some dark grief seasons that I've been walking through in private that people uh, imagine, imagine the pressure I must feel if I'm going through something privately grieving at the same time, holding messages of joy on every stage. Mm -hmm. I mean, like to be able to walk in a room and balance, like literally hold both joy and grief in my hands every moment of every day. um, Mm -hmm. It is a lesson that I feel like has immediately granted me wisdom in in the secret places with the Lord that I feel like just believers, we don't understand that it's Mm -hmm. possible and To be quite honest, apostles, man, if you're an apostle in any kind of gifting, you're going to go first to the hard places. Mm. And the Lord's going to allow you to come back and go, All right, now come with me. Come where Mm. I've gone. And I just feel like I've been walking in these private places that have just been rough. Not so that the Lord can be like, Isn't this sucky? Wasn't that (laughs) fun? Yeah, I bet you're a better Christian for it. No, I think it's all just been not a wasted moment whatsoever. Mm. I think that. Every single believer wants to know, how do I live here in such a broken, at times, dark, hopeless place Mm -hmm. and not be incongruent when I sing these worship songs on Sunday that said, you know, I'll see you do it again. Okay. Yeah. When, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, (laughs) it's like we have all these magnified faith segments in our songs and our lyrics, but at the same time. You could have somebody sitting in an audience like I was literally seeing no hope, no change and terminal outcome mm-hmm. that's ahead. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the church doesn't address it very well. And when we do, it's very, very blanketed with like this quick band-aid of, but God's good. And, and I don't disagree with that. God is good, mm-hmm. but I need something to hold on to so that I know how to walk through this. I want him to be able to walk through the valley of the shadow of death instead of sitting my butt down there and being depressed the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
1: you've, oh. you've mentioned a couple times the secret, you know, the secret place worshiping privately and kind of going somewhere, you know, secretly privately in that time with the Lord before mm-hmm. you've gone ahead with writing or speaking. Can you speak to the value of how that? impacts your ability. Cause it, we live in a culture right now, you know it where the jump is to always be public. Oh, I'm going to get on Instagram and I'm going to get on, I'm going to put my song on my song, song cloud or SoundCloud and YouTube. And the jump yeah. is always to public. And I think that there's such yeah. value. Maybe you can speak to that a bit.
2: Uh, I don't think that it's just valuable. I think it is your lifeline. I mm-hmm. don't even think that it's just like a tool for you to use as a Christian. Oh, well, I know I've got to have some solitude. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm a little off, so I might need alone time with Jesus. Like Jesus modeled this for us in the scripture. Mm -hmm. Like he modeled it time and time again. He got away. Um, The Jewish culture, even still to this very day, I was just in Israel a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Everything shuts down every Friday about 6 p.m. They're shutting it down and they are literally cars won't be on the streets elevators, they have a Shabbat elevator, you know, they have, it goes to every floor. They don't do a thing. And we see it as restriction. We see it as denial of something that would be pleasurable for ourselves. But the reality is, is I spoke with a Messianic Jew and he said, imagine how incredible marriages would be if they devoted one full day out of every week to disconnect with everything in the world, except for their family and God. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, well, put it that way. And he was like, yeah, you get 52 times a year, guaranteed 52 wow. times mm-hmm. a year. And we're trying to book it over here in America for one good week of vacation that we're not coming back and needing a vacation from the vacation, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and so this rest, this idea of alone worship, this idea of solitude with the Lord, it's not just a fancy new thing that we need to put on our, um, you know, habit tracker in our little journals, it's something that has to be a part of a rhythm that we live. Like we, we are commanded in the commandments to keep that day separate. And, and that's what it means when it says holy, it's separate. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't need to keep it just for observance. We need to keep it as a separate act that we cling to and say, I'm going to get everything that I need from mm-hmm. resting with the Lord. Mm-hmm from worshiping in this private place. And you know what, as far as the whole public thing, I can, I can go with you all day long on (laughs) giving you information publicly that you don't need. I will talk all day about my hair products, a steak (laughs) that I made, um, the stupidest food that I'm eating lately. I mean, yeah, I will tell you stupid, stupid stuff. Let's talk about lashes. We could go on and on about dumb stuff. Right. Um, but the reality is, is I started noticing things were not well with me and my consumption of the need for people to know publicly what was going on when Mm -hmm. I was on an anniversary date with my husband. And I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, people would love this restaurant. It's so cute. I've got to let them know about it. And I really felt that conviction of, of the Holy Spirit being like, why? Mm-hmm. Why is it important for everybody else to know about what's between you and your husband and this moment here? And, and almost being able to realize how much intimacy that would take away from what we were sharing in that moment that isn't meant for everybody else to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we forget very, very easily that our relationship with God, <laughs> there are private things we will never share with another soul. Mm-hmm. And I would challenge, I would challenge if you if you call yourself a worship leader, I would challenge you to list out what are things that the Lord has told you in private that you will take to your grave and be able to speak to him face to face about. Like how many of those things exist? Mm -hmm. Because if the the list is zero, I would challenge you to really evaluate your worship in private times and just that solitude and Sabbath. But not only that, but even if the list is few. I still think that's a big indicator that something's off. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have multiple conversations with the Lord and things that are hidden in my heart that the world will never understand, nor could they. Mm -hmm. And they're only carried by him, but that's why he gets to be God. (laughs) And that's why now when I read scriptures that say that he holds every tear, he catches every tear, it means something greater to me because I know that he knows the depths of those tears Mm -hmm. more than just the assumptions of putting pieces together of what I show people. Like Mm -hmm. the Lord knows the inner recesses of all my thoughts, my motives, my desires, my actions, my will. He knows all of it. And for him to be the only one that can carry it, it inspires my faith to grow in a way that gives me life. And if I'm disconnected from that, it, it, it really, or if I'm even just, I hate using such a strong language, but I, I have to here. even if I'm just prostituting that thing about him to be used as a tool bag for me to be a better communicator or worship leader, it does no good for the body of Christ or for myself. I literally have found myself incongruent in my relationship with God. Mm-hmm.
1: She's doing it again. She's doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> she, it's yeah. like then, it's like you need a break, just a process. Uh yeah. Uh
0: it's yeah, absolutely. And you know, uh, as with every time I talk with you, I find even if this was just for me, this conversation, it's so mm-hmm. worth it
2: because mm. uh
0: there's so much that I I take away uh from this. So um we we end every interview with the same question we call it the big room question you answered it the last time you were on and yeah. i I'm, I'm just anxious to hear what you would would say you know we gather every worship leader every production leader and all other volunteers just in one big room and we gave you a microphone what what would you want to say to them
2: you know i think it that conversation is constantly evolving and changing for what i see uh, from when I go in, and speak, because let me be honest with you, when you're involved in a local church and you're day in, day out doing the same grind, um, especially if you're on leadership, you're hoping that something connects with the audience and with the people in the room. You're, you're every week. You're like, man, maybe this Sunday could be the day that really somebody changes their life from an encounter with the Lord. And I do think that that is a hundred percent the prayer focus. You know, I mean, Lord, do your thing, have your way, just use me to be an instrument of you. Like that's a great, great thing to consistently ask from the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit, but traveling as much as I do and being a speaker and not having the role as a worship leader. Now, uh, I, I, I sometimes get to see a different bird's eye view, you know, we really think we know the wounds of the church because we know our own church wounds, (laughs) you know? And so we're like, well, maybe she's got a, you know, a broken wrist right now. Maybe the body has a broken wrist and we'll fix that. But then when you zoom out and you take the perspective of the actual physician that's looking at the full body, you get different perspective on what the wounds and what the hurts and what the disappointments are in the church. And by and large, what I see when I travel and when I'm a part of worship experiences is I'm seeing something that's a, a bit of a dangerous place if we don't get it checked. Mm. And the thing that I'm seeing most is imitation mm. and not imitation of Christ, mm. which we're told to be imitators of Christ mm. in the scripture, but imitation of one another. Mm. Mm. And I'm not talking about we can't do the same song. Of course, we've been singing the same songs forever. As a matter of fact, Revelation tells us that, you know, that at some point, one of us will be singing the song of Moses. I mean, like mm-hmm. Moses got some songs he wrote back in the day. And we're going to be like, yeah, I know that one. That's a Moses song. Let's go. Glory. You know, <laughs> I hope it's not in Hebrew because I suck at Hebrew. But <laughs> I will say this: there's, it's OK to, to mimic the songs. It's OK to mimic the instrumentations and have those practices and have everything locked in and let's all get the steady metronome in our ear and that click track. Come on, let's put in the fun little added, you know, beats that we could just pop in when we're missing people that can play them live. I love I, that kind of imitation is not at all what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is if we're starting to mimic behaviors of worship leaders that we're listening to their albums. And we're almost saying the exact same thing that you hear Mm -hmm. in a live recording of a worship album. Then, what in the world are we showing this world that's looking for a fresh encounter with the Lord uh, Mm -hmm. about authenticity? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's okay to learn. From somebody's skills and talents, and even their walk with the Lord. I mean, listen, I get it. My gifting is apostleship. I, I go places first. I bring people with me. I'm like, hey, I've been here. Let's go together. But mm-hmm. I don't expect anybody to have my gait the same way that I walk. Mm-hmm. I don't expect anybody to not, you know, um, have these moments or encounters with where we're walking the exact same way that I did. Because because when you're on a hike together, you don't look in the room and or in the field and you go, oh. Everybody, isn't that the greatest flower right there? They're all going to point out that specific one on the journey. No, everybody's going to lift their eyes and see different things about their surroundings. Yeah. But the Mm -hmm. problem with our worship that I'm seeing right now is that nobody's lifting their eyes to see the encounters with the Holy Spirit as they're worshiping. They're trying so hard to mimic and imitate something that they've seen another successful worship culture do. Yeah. And we're missing what it's like to offer the people in the room, including ourselves, the Mm -hmm. ability to find Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Mm. like, really find him. The thing is, is we're not seeking Jesus. We're seeking to get that timer done. And boy, when it's done, get off the stage. And then when it's time to come on backstage, be sneaky. Nobody wants to see you in the shadows with the smog. You know, you just creep on in there and get that little pad going. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's creepy for me being a speaker i'm at the end of my message and i always got some stranger on the stage with me <laughs> i'm like hey hey, what's up I, I mean we've thrown out the baby with the bathwater in some respects we've thrown out small church mentality which was mm. everybody and their dog gets to do something i mean if y'all didn't grow up in a church where you had a sunday night singing and the worst voice in the room got the microphone for five minutes and you suffered through it. You didn't really live. That's all I'm saying. We all (laughs) had to grow up and do that. And we were like, That I wanted popcorn (laughs) for those nights. I'm not even lying. But now we don't even give that opportunity anymore because we've thrown it out because it was so wild and unpredictable and we didn't know. And can I just, can I just give you a small quick story that I I have that I really love to share when I'm trying to talk about, this specific topic about being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Now, this may really, really be off putting to some people that don't believe that the Lord can just still move in signs and wonders. And so I'm going to just make it as plain as I possibly can. But one day I was in my kitchen, I was making a meal and I started imagining what it would be like if God were there with me. Now, some people can say, oh, she had a vision. I'm just gonna tell you, I was just having a great old imagination of what it would be like if God was with me mm-hmm. in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. And it's like I I felt like God himself was sitting on my counter while I'm making some chili and I see him and I just say, Hey, thanks for coming to my house. And I felt like he was like, Yeah, I love it here. I love it here with you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Awesome. And I said, Where's Jesus? And he was like, Oh, he's in the hallway setting up more pictures of all the things we've done together. It's just us, Mm -hmm. a whole hallway. And I was like, man, he's the great, greatest, right? You know, just imagining (laughs) how great it'd be like, Jesus is just hanging up some pictures. It's cool. (laughs) And then I asked God, Hey, where's the Holy Spirit? And I I really want to see the Holy Spirit. And he said, well, you got to look in the backyard for that. And I look out the window, this big, huge, giant patio door that I have in my house. And I look out the window to the backyard and I can't describe it other than the smoke monster from lost. <laughs> you know <what laughs> I mean? It was like just this black ball, which I'm aging myself a lot here, but, um, and it had one chain around it and staked into the ground like a dog chain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just said, Hey, what's going on with the Holy spirit out there? And I felt like, um, in this imagination moment of just seeing God, he just p- plainly said to me, Yeah, the Holy Spirit's out there chained up and, um, you know, wants to come inside. But the reality is, is that you're too scared of what he's going to do. He's unpredictable and you don't want to let him in. And zoom back out. I'm just going back to stirring my chili and that imagination moment left. And I just remember praying right after that and just said, God, far be it from me that I am completely stonewalling the Holy Spirit from being welcomed into my heart from being welcomed mm-hmm. into my home from being welcomed into my thoughts even if he's mysterious and even if he's unpredictable and even if it means that I can't control him I want him mm-hmm. I want him and this is where I feel like a lot of worship leaders are really really frightened to allow the holy spirit to just come into the room he's unpredictable he may be frightening he's mysterious we don't know what's going to happen we can't control the outcome. And we are, we are addicted to a clock because it just looks what like whatever other successful church is doing. So we got to mirror that. <laughs> we got to mm-hmm. imitate that. And yet we're missing out on the beauty of a sweet communion with the triune God. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. And we often, I think we miss the, you know, what, what, what if God wants to do something kind of unique in our own body mm. that doesn't look like what it looks like on YouTube with some giant church on the yeah. West coast or whatever, you know, we, we miss those moments about what, what does God want to do here?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Well, and doesn't love... it take some pressure off too for those that aren't as talented as the right. mega players. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I gotta be honest with you. That's why we have local theater versus a list movie stars it's because our talent range is not the same. And we got to quit saying that it is and expecting that it's going to be, you know, I mean, God gave you the gifting that you have for you to emote, to worship, to praise. And all your job is to do is to bring people with you into an authentic counter with the Lord. Mm -hmm. If you're more worried about what they think about you and your style, and if you nailed it, than you are. Did I encounter Jesus, and did others in the room encounter Him as well? You're missing the mark of your calling. You'll never mm-hmm. be satisfied in it, and you might as well sign the resignation papers today and go do something else.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, so good,
0: guys. We
1: need 30 more minutes. Yes, we do. <laughs>
0: there you have, there you have it, man. That is why we love Candace Payne, um, and we're so honored to have you back. Um, I want to encourage everybody listening go go follow Candace on the socials. It's Candace Payne on Instagram and there's Facebook and yep. Twitter. You look for the positive stuff on Twitter and that's where Candace is. Um and uh if you're like I'll say if your church, your women's ministry, your church, whatever, your worship ministry, you're looking yeah. for uh, somebody to come in and and just bring Come the thunder. Uh, you, you need to reach out to Candace Dude, because she will. Can I just say
2: that. this? I want some men's retreats to be invited. Y'all need somebody that's like a homegirl that can <laughs> just identify and not be like, love your wives more. Pick up your underwear. Like you need a girl that understands Star Wars and Marvel and the yes. love of God. And that could be fun. So give mm-hmm. me some men's retreats up in here. That would be a blast. <laughs> Whatever
0: you need. Candace is your one-stop shop for that. Candace, you're a gift, man. Yeah, thank you so much you. for taking the time. And we are team Candace for sure, yep. man. We yep. love you.
2: Oh, I love you guys. Y'all are, y'all are fun. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Y'all are fun.
0: Well, thanks for taking the time to come back. Absolutely. Okay, I would love to hang out with Candace no, Payne. No. Where
1: do, like where?
0: just to show up on a Friday night with a bucket of snacks, my you know
1: yeah.
0: in it's- some comfy stretchy pants
1: unannounced. That, yeah, like, unannounced that seems like that seems like, hey, like what you do it does let's, like- <laughs> let's hang
0: with your fam and watch a movie i just think i i just i would i just am with not that creating pressure i just i feel like being with her would be just unbelievable
1: yeah i feel like it would be almost like a roller coaster i feel like we would be laughing one minute and then right when she has us in the palm of her hand with laughter, she would just hit us with some sort of incredible she would truth. Cut you
0: with some wisdom.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it would be quite the experience and I think we would love it.
0: Yeah. So how do we get you that set up? <laughs> Candace. Yeah. Right. So Candace is a lover of the, of the ink, you know? Yeah. Uh, you see that on our socials. Maybe we get Candace to get the tattoo when we get to a million Place. I don't,
1: I just don't think that's gonna mean as much to other people if it's not well, you. It would
0: mean a lot to me.
1: I know it would mean yeah. You're Personally. the only person it would mean a lot to if somebody else got the tattoo for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. you I just so our listeners know, when Brian and I were in the uh, the airport there in you know, in Minnesota, we found some temp like it Nice. Good Spanish. <laughs> we found Thank some you. temporary Thanks. tattoos and I tried to talk him into buying them. I'm like, here, just try a few designs out. They wash off after a couple of days. And he, he wouldn't even do that. He wouldn't even. Guys,
0: it, it's, I, I deal with a little anxiety with the permanence yeah. of that. That's why I said put
1: know. it somewhere where you won't see it and you'll just forget <laughs> it's there.
0: Well, then why should I get it?
1: Because of peer pressure. That's the only reason. Okay. Gosh. Because <laughs> all the cool kids are doing it, Brian. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Guys, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to episode 202. Man, in the 200s it's a big now. Big number. Big number. It's a big number. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to go hit subscribe wherever it is that you are listening to this podcast. You never have to go look for us if you hit subscribe. We just are always going to show up bright and early every Tuesday morning. And like Brian said earlier, do us a favor, go on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us that five star rating with a nice review, drop some nice words in there because that's what Jesus would do.
0: Absolutely. So you
1: should do it too.
0: WWJD, my friends.
1: <laughs> And thank you so much for following us, for hanging out with us, interacting, commenting on all of the socials at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And you can even find us over there on Twitter by searching the hashtag Worship Leader Probs.
0: You know, Jesus would do that while he was humming uh, the old rugged cross. He
1: would. would. (laughs) Right? According to
0: that prayer concern. (laughs) Guys, we love our friends at Maven Media Productions. We've been telling you about them for a long time. They are incredible, Mm
1: -hmm. amazing,
0: outstanding. I'm out of adjectives. Yeah.
1: They're all of the things. They're all of the things.
0: They're all of the things. Like if you, if you think about it, like social media is such a big piece of our life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so if you need help, like your church needs help Mm -hmm. and look, no offense, it's okay to admit it. Lots of churches need help with social media, Yeah. social media, website development, like just even thinking through, like, what should be on our website? Mm-hmm. Should it be, should we still have pictures from last October's chili cook off on our church website? Yeah. No, you should not. <laughs> Those are the kinds of strategies that Maven Media Productions can help you out with. Right. So I would highly, highly encourage you check them out at mavenmediaproductions.com. And thanks to Scott Hoke for our intro guys. We love you. And I mean that we really, really love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast, all the things that you're doing to help us get the the message out. We love you and we'll see you next time. Deuces.
1: Smell you later.